Amen. Advent season. Advent season. It's a blessed season. And we're going we're gonna to get into the word. <clears throat> we're going to talk about the relevance of, of celebrating uh, Advent, which is um, talking about the arrival, the expectant arrival. We'll, we'll talk about it here, here in a moment. Uh, but I want us to do this. As I want us in the coming weeks to open our hearts and minds to the word of God and what he may have to say to us. So I want everyone to decree this today. I want you to say, I am a student. There you go. I am a seeker. And I am a doer of the word of God. No matter what, the more you look into the word of God, the more it opens up to you. The more it... Scriptures that you've read a thousand times, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will shine his light on it. It's like a diamond. He'll shine his light from a different angle and you'll see a different facet of the word of God that you've never seen before. And I love it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's always fun to dive in and explore what the word of God has to say about different things. And in the coming weeks and months, I believe that's what he's gonna be doing for us because the word going into this next year has been, he said, I'm going to grow a church. I'm going to grow a church. And by that, I don't think his emphasis necessarily is numerical. <clears throat> We've been saying that we are the church. You're the church. I am the church. If we are going to be healthy, we are to grow. We are to expand in our faith to become much more Christ-like, much less us, much more him. Amen? Amen. So, uh, and part of that is, is evolving in the word of God. Evolving in the word of God. So don't worry, the place isn't blowing up. Just, just a little alarm going up. Uh, thank you to Mary and James Edwards who lit our first candle this week, the candle of hope. And Mary, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for speaking from your heart. Amen. That all of creation, whether on earth or in the heavens, all of creation declares the gospel. Uh, and Paul even said so in Romans. He said, look, uh, all of creation you know, is evidence of God and our need for God. You know, whether it's in the stars or the sand of the sea, and in all that, we can find great hope. So Advent, Advent is the start of the uh, liturgical year, uh, which is you know, a big fancy word that means, uh, you know, liturgy is, uh, uh, means your form of worship, basically, in a nutshell. So we have a habit of coming in here on Sundays and worshiping together. Well, that's part of our worship practice. That would be our liturgy, right? Uh, now with, with that, and the reason I, I want to explain a little bit, because if you're like me, uh, you know, the, the denomination of church and the flavor of church that I grew up in, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily practice Advent per se, the way that we do uh, here at Gathering Church. We, now you know, it may be mentioned in a sermon or some of the four points of Advent would be talked about within illustrations during the Christmas season, but uh, there's some rich history and, and, uh, rich traditions within the, the history of uh, the modern day church that came out of Advent. There's not, not anyone can really put their finger truly historically on when, when did uh, the whole concept of Advent start, but, but it does date way back. So if you're coming from more of a Catholic background, maybe Presbyterian, Lutheran, or uh, Orthodox, or in any, of, uh, any of those flavors of Christianity, we got a lot of flavors in here that get together. Uh, you guys probably uh, practiced it on your Sunday worship during the Christmas season, okay? Uh, but so, so that's where we get you know, the, the practice of lighting candles around a wreath. That's actually where uh, the, the Christmas tree uh, comes, comes from uh, Advent 
practices and anything to do with the wreaths and trees and pine and you know candles and lights and all that stuff. A lot of it, a lot of it is from the Advent tradition. And you can go even further back as finding how they incorporated all that into Advent. Um, if you're from more of a uh, particular Catholic backgrounds, uh, Advent would actually start around November 13th, uh, right around I believe it's Saint Martin, Saint Martin's Day. Uh, November 13th. And so sometimes in the old days, you would hear it called uh, the Lent of St. Martin. And uh, it's because they would, they would actually practice uh, fasting. Could you imagine that going into the holiday season fasting? Anyone up for that? <laughs> uh, but you would go into the, into the season doing uh, some days of fasting during the week. Very similar to the way uh, Lent is going into Easter yeah, where it's a time of reflection, a time of meditation, uh, going into celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Well, this, is, this kicks off that calendar. We, we start with the birth of Christ, and then we have different traditional practices that would go into um, up through the Easter season, right? So, so it's, it's a neat study to really dive in and see all the various things that take place with, with Advent. Now, the word Advent actually really just means this, the expectant arrival or sometimes the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. Uh, kind of like uh, with, with the advent of aviation, it made international travel much quicker, right? Uh, you could use it in that. In other words, it's a notable event, the invention of airplane and then eventually commercial aviation. Uh, or with the advent of the internet, it ushered in the information age. You can have information instantly. Uh, or with the advent of the Cajun turkey fryers, it just made Thanksgiving all the more magical, right? So that's what it means, ultimately, is with the arrival or the onset. Now, well, obviously, the arrival of the Messiah of the world, the Savior of the world, would definitely be an advent, correct? Uh, so we are celebrating the arrival of Christ uh, which, which is recorded in our New Testament Gospels, but we are also celebrating and waiting for the advent, the second arrival, the second coming of Christ, uh, which the Bible talks about and is up to a myriad of translations of how you want to depict what will take place and how that all will go down and uh, whatnot. But, but at the same time, we believe that he will return again. Uh, but we also can have an expectation of how he's going to arrive in our life every day. Because the Lord has a way of showing up daily if you want to look for him, right? And so I love this word, the, the expectant arrival. The expecting. For years and years and years, the children of Israel expected the Messiah to come. They waited with great anticipation. What are we expecting God to do? That's really the question that, that the Lord asked me in preparing for this week. What, what are you expecting, Dave? What are you expecting, not a, only out of the season, but what are you expecting for this coming year? What are you expecting of me? And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is asking everyone today. What are you expecting? And whatever it is, up that expectation. Because the Bible says that he is able to exceedingly and abundantly accomplish everything that we're asking 
for those who believe, right? In other words, he, he can, if, if, you, if he set the bar at this level this year, he's going to exceed it because he is an exceeding God. He has a way of breaking his own record. If he was good to you this year, he's gonna be even better for you next year. And so I want to challenge you to start expecting a great 2022. Now, is that, does that mean it's gonna be loaded with blessing? Absolutely. Does it mean that it's gonna be loaded with trials? Absolutely. That's life. You know, I could, I could hand you a coin, right? I could, add, I could hand Ryan a coin, say, here, here's a coin, here's a, here's a 25 cents, a quarter. So he's got value in his hand. That value actually comes with two sides, doesn't it? Same thing with life. The Lord is the giver of life. He gives us life and it's so full of value in him. It comes with two sides, but it's the same life. There's... Each side is to teach us to praise him and glorify him in the midst of his wonderful blessings and all the wonderful good times that he gives us. The other side is to teach us to praise and glorify him even in the midst of difficulties and challenges. And we can do so because if you read uh, the first letter from the apostle Peter, he said, hey, you can take joy when you're going through various kinds of trials and various kinds of difficulties why? Because those difficulties have been permitted to come into your life to refine and perfect your faith. And Mary Edwards talked about it today. We are grafted into the lineage of Abraham and what an incredible covenant he had with God. How are we grafted in? From our faith. He's our, Abraham gets to be father Abraham to us because we get to believe the way he believed. How did he believe? He just trusted God. No matter what his eyes and ears told him, he just trusted God. And that's what we've learned over the last couple of years, how to walk in that faith. So what are you expecting? There's something wonderful about expectation. You can go about your life, but you still expect, right? You still expect. God made me observe something and learn. And it actually came from one of my girls, Riley Brooke, who's sitting right up here on the front row. I'm gonna embarrass her. Riley Brooke has, she's now a working woman. She's making that money. So if you want some good iced tea, she works down at HTO. She will serve you up. I don't know about, man, HTO. I, I never realized that they had bougie iced tea places, man. But it's like the Starbucks of iced tea. They got all kind of cool teas. They got good water. So you go down there and Riley will serve you up some bougie, good iced tea. And she will make some money. And now she's making money, she discovered a pair of pants online that she just had to get, right? She said, Dave, look at these bell-bottom pants. Bell-bottoms are back in style, by the way, right? So she said, look at these bell-bottoms. They are, they are black and white leopard print, right? Aren't they kind of leopardish? Zebra, I'm sorry, zebra. I'm, I'm confused. Wild animals, you know, right? Lump them all together. So, all right, so they're zebra stripe. Leopard print, zebra stripe, man. Leopard print, no, zebra print. <sighs> Y'all forgive me. I've been pumping my body so full of tryptophan. I'm still trying to wake up. So zebra print, bell-bottom pants. 
David Lee Roth would be so proud. I'm telling you. So she is, she is, <laughs> she doesn't have to because really the Hagar years were the best of years. I'm just, yes, I said it. I said it. I'm not retracting it. So, <laughs> oh, Van Halen. Oh, no, I've got someone shaking their head at me over here. No, I'm sorry. Everyone, everything I say from here on, people are tuning me out. So, so anyways, uh, but she, she ordered them and she said, Dave, they're supposed to be in and like, I can't remember, like 10 working days or something like that. Well, you know, you know how that is. They lie all the time when it comes to when they're supposed to be in. And so she has waited for weeks expecting. Now she went about her life, right? She didn't stop her life. But there was this excitement, this expecting. Every time the mail ran, every time she came home, she was checking the front, front porch, just expecting, expecting. And God told me, he said, that's how I want you to expect the things I have in my life. So, and they came in yesterday. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday, right? They came in yesterday. And, and that's right. <laughs> See, like, everyone's happy for you, right? Oh, they're okay. They'll make a debut next Sunday. So, and, and uh, she, she came down looking for her mom. Her mom was off kind of helping uh, Grandma Jan with some stuff. So she said, well, Dave, you're going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to come to, I said, please, I was putting up part of the Christmas tree. I said, please do, the suspense is killing me. I've waited weeks to see these things. So she came down and showed them off. They're, they're cool looking pants. So, uh, but the point being, there was great expectation. There was this excitement. There was, there was uh, almost to, to the point at times of uh, uh, almost a fun frustration of, you know, but, but she knew they were coming. They were on their way. She knew they were on, it, it was on its way. It wasn't arriving soon enough for her, but, but man, those pants are coming in and, and she was gonna be zebraed up here pretty soon, right? So with that, the Lord said, hey, that's, the way you need to expect my goodness and my provision and my plans in your life, Dave, this coming year. I'm not always going to show up when you want me to, but I will show up. And I won't always show up the way that you're expecting, but I am going to show up so you can expect some, some great things. So the word expect means this, to wait for, to look for, to have, this sounds like you, Riley. The last few weeks, to wait for, to look for, to have a previous understanding about something future, whether good or bad. You can expect some things to wait for, to look for, to have some. You can have, how, do, how can you have understanding of what God wants to do in your life? Well, he mapped it out in his word, over 7,000 promises. Get into his word, begin to read, begin to understand what you can start expecting. Go into this Christmas season, this Advent season with great expectations for the end of the year, okay? So let's go into Psalm chapter 27, 13. I love this. This is what the psalmist said. He said, what would have become of me had I not believed, had I not been expecting that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. You can expect and you can believe to see his goodness, not in the sweet by and by. You know, we, we did, we did a, a, a great injustice for many decades in the Western church by focusing only on heaven, you know? And we wrote a lot of songs about it. And I love those songs. 
We, we preached a lot of sermons on him, and we do have a great hope. But we did a great injustice by not embracing the right now salvation we get to encounter in this lifetime. Instead, we had this hold the fort. If we can just hold the fort, you're saved now. Get on the old ship of Zion. Get on the ark and hang on. Just hold the fort until God finally comes and takes us on home. But David is saying, I believed I would see his goodness right here in the land of the living. That's in my lifetime. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your family situation is. I don't know what challenges you are facing, but you can expect to see his goodness right now, even if you are on the flip side of that coin. Even in the midst of the hard times, the the, the darkness, you can still see his light and his goodness and his love and his provision. Then he goes on to say this, wait and hope for and expect, there's that word again, expect the Lord. In other words, to wait for, hope for, and have a previous understanding about something future. Expect the Lord. So whatever, whatever circumstances you're in, you need to be wait, waiting on God's UPS truck or his Amazon van, or whatever. in other words, his delivery method for your life. Expect it, wait on it. Well, it didn't show up today, but God, I know you got my back. I know you're not giving up on me. I know you're not gonna let me fall. I know you're taking care of me. Maybe things didn't, maybe the situation didn't resolve itself this week, but I'm gonna hold on. But why? Because I'm expecting you, God. I'm expecting you. It says, be brave and of good courage. And let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for. And there's a word again, expect. What are you expecting today? Every single one of us, we have a perfect record overcoming difficult times. You're still here, right? You haven't gone anywhere. You're batting a thousand. You're undefeated. Why? Because he's, he's seen to it. If we really look back at everything we've ever faced, has he not provided everything we needed? It, maybe he didn't do it in a manner that we thought he should have done it, but he did it. Everything that you've needed, you've always had. He's always provided for you. So we can expect with prior understanding about future things. I know God's going to work things out for me. Why? Because he always has, and he'll always work it out. says, yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him. There's that word again. When, when, you, when you just have that feeling of hope, which is the candle that we lit today, that feeling of excitement, that feeling of expectation, it is a feeling, isn't it? It's not just a cerebral thing. You just don't have expectant thoughts. You have expectant feelings. Allow yourself to feel it. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, they're going to change When you expect and hope in him, what happens? You change. Man, I need to change. 
I need to evolve. I can't just stay the way I am. Otherwise, I'm going to stagnate. I want to decree something today. And, and I'm decreeing it because it's a challenge to me. The man you see standing here as pastor will not be the same human being. I am not going to be the same person this time next year when I stand before you. God will evolve me. God will grow me in some capacity. I've, I've got to do it. He's already been dealing with me about some things. Hey, going into this year, Dave, I want you to do this. I want you to start implementing this for my own personal growth. You know, uh, for, for me, he's already let me know it's going to be a year of fasting different things, not just food, but other, other things. Okay. No one get offended. I didn't block anyone on social media, <laughs> but you'll notice uh, if, you, if you happen to go send me a message, I'm not on social media anymore right now. The Lord has me doing this. Uh, now I've got a I've got a generic one that I do for the sake of the, the church to, to post stuff for the, for the church, uh, Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff, for the sake of communication. But my own personal social media stuff, he said, no, he said, less Dave, more me. That's what God said. Less Dave, more Christ. I said, okay, yes, sir. So when do you want that to start? He said, now. So, okay. okay. And, and uh, so, so it's part of the fast. Why? He's trying to evolve me. He wants to evolve all of us. He's trying to grow a church. You know, apparently I'm spending too much time on needless things. He wants me to focus more on his things. Amen? Well, how, do I, how, how can I change? Part of it is I need to start expecting and waiting and living and walking in faith by him. Why? Because I'll change. If I do that, it says I'll change. And not only that, I get to renew my strength and power. How many people would love that? How many people are tired today? I don't mean just you're tired because you stayed up too late. I just mean you've got a lot of things going on in life, a lot of battles. You've got several fronts that you've been trying to put fires out. Life can get difficult. Man, how many would love to renew your strength, your power? Hey, start expecting great things from him. The Bible says you'll do it. And then not only that, I get, I'll lift up my wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. That's, what a, what a great thought, to be able to actually get the soar. You know, it's almost as if human drama and consciousness is like on this plane, this level, and yet God exists above all that fray. And he invites us to come fly with him, to come soar with him. To, to, to rise up, you can have to deal with drama in your life, but you don't have to be in the drama, if that makes sense. You can play the part of who you are in this earth, but you are not who you are in this earth. You're something much more eternal. So he invites you to soar with him. Paul, did you, you, you worded it a certain way, I believe, uh, something that God invites you to, to fly, something about flying, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a term you've used before, uh, something to do with uh, uh, above the clouds or... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, there, I remember, that's what I'm saying, but there's a phrase you used in that teaching, and I can't remember what it is, but it's, it's really good. Everyone good? I really liked it. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, everyone go check out Paul's teaching on this. So, <laughs> uh, but, but there's a phrase, and man, I wish I could use it. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, trust me, it is good. Uh, but, but he does, he invites us to soar with him. Why? Because it just gets you out of all the mess. 
It gets you out of all the, just the clogging and the bottlenecking of life and all the attitudes and all the drama and all the situations, stuff that we got to deal with, but you can go about your life. You can be in life, but life doesn't have to have you. You know what I'm saying? You can have, you can, you can be dealing with issues, but those issues don't have to have you. Why? Because I'm just expecting so much and trusting God so much that I'm soaring with him above all this mess. Then it says, they shall run and not be weary. Do you realize when you operate in faith, you can actually run, not just walk, but you run. Things begin to expedite in your life. It moves quicker. You can get more done in life. You can be much more effective with things. You can have a greater impact and he'll, he'll do it for you. Uh, my, my wife recently went, went up to Indiana to help her mom get things organized to move down here. And, and you know, you, you're taking a, a house and having to downsize it and consolidate life into what would become a one-bedroom apartment. You know, and, and, and some of you guys have had to downsize in life and, 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 and whatnot. And that, that's a big task. Well, my wife goes up and she's got about a week <laughs> that she can kind of take off and she's working remotely. By day, she's having to work. And by night, she's going to have to do this. She said, Lord, there's not enough hours in the day. And she prayed. She said, I need you to put your super on my natural and help me do this. Well, guess what she did? She ran, and for that week, she just, she just got it done, supernaturally. You know, with very little sleep all week, she got it done. Now, when she got home, she got to collapse for a little bit. <laughs> but she got it done. Why? Because she expected God to be her help. She expected God to be her source. She went into that situation with great expectations from the Lord, can't do this without you, God. You're going to have to do it. And she got it done. The Lord helped her get it done. Amen. Now, this is what's great. We can go into 2022 with great expectations. But God's already expecting some things between he and I and he, him and you. He's expecting some wonderful things. Why? Because he knows what he's doing. Look at what, look at what he said in Isaiah. Isaiah 30, 18. And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, and longing. So do you realize that when it comes to your life, God acts like Riley waiting on the pair of bell bottoms, right? He's excited. He's expecting. He's waiting on you to figure some things out. He's put some incredible tools and blessings all around you, and he's, he's, he's waiting on you to wake up. He's expecting you to wake up and go, ah, where'd this come from? <laughs> you know, I can use this. This will help solve the issue. He said, so he's expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. I love that. Grace, unmerited favor. He's got some things planned for you that you didn't even deserve. So uh, you don't know how bad I messed up this year. It doesn't matter. He loves you. He's, he's going to be gracious to you. And therefore, he lifts himself up. So he's exceeding things. He's rising himself. He lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Woo, that's a good word. The Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, now this is gonna be describing you. Blessed, which means happy, fortunate, to be envied, are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him. So if you expect God to do some great things this year, no matter what you face, you get to be happy. Anyone want to be happy? Anyone want to be fortunate? You're going to be so blessed, people are going to be envious of you. That's what it says. 
for those who expect and look and long for him for his victory. So this year, expect his victory. Expect his favor. Expect his love. Expect his peace. Some of you, after the last couple of years, you need some peace in your life. Expect it. Expect his, his joy. So well, I've not been joyful in a long time. Well, it doesn't matter if you have joy or not. He's going to give you his joy. And his joy, the joy of the Lord, is your strength. You're going to get strength. So expect his joy and expect his matchless, unbroken companionship. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us, and he sticks closer than a brother. What a wonderful companion we have in Christ Jesus. So let's all stand. This year, as we go into the Advent season, I want to encourage you, start expecting great things from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Miss, Sister Gail has plenty to expect after, after the incredible miracle. Yes, ma'am. Twin boys. Amen. Hey, that's why the Lord healed you. The, for those of you who don't know, God healed, healed Sister Gail of cancer and, and, and has held things at bay. And, and well, there's, there you go. You got one of the reasons. You got twin great-grandsons to have to impact for the Lord. What a blessing, amen. So great things already coming in 2022. So look at that. We've got great-grandsons coming. We got leopard print bell-bottoms coming. Zebra, zebra print. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to Google the cat family. Zebra is not in the cat family. Maybe. Zebras aren't felines. You know what? You know what it is. Maybe God's putting on my heart. Maybe I need some leopard print bell bottoms. How many pastors preaching some leper? Amen. Hey, let's pray before I mess things up even worse. <laughs> Father, you're so good to us. And uh, Lord, I thank you for this family. Uh, thank you even for those who are, who are not here that, that are away with other families, other loved ones. Uh, Lord, just give them a blessed time and give them safe travels to get back home and get back to us. Uh, Lord, most of all, I thank you because you're a God that we can expect so much goodness from. Even in the midst of trials and hardships, all those things that uh, in your great knowledge and wisdom you do permit to come into our life, but it's for our own perfecting and refining. So Lord, perfect us this year, not just with blessings, but, but even with the challenges so that our faith can grow and expand because you'll always help us navigate those challenges. Lord, we love you with all of our heart. We just anxiously expect so much uh, in your love and your direction to grow. Father, bless us this week. Help us to be Jesus for someone. Help us to point to your goodness and your glory. Help us to reflect you and far less of ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, when we sing this last song, we're going to do another Christmas song. If, if, while we sing it, if anyone needs prayer, I'm going to be off in the corner. I'd love to pray for you. Uh, otherwise, let's just worship together as a family before we go about our day. Amen. And let's get joyful and spread it to the world.